Welcome to Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. I'm your lead investigator on this case, Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Every episode is an investigation where you and I explore true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. We discuss the cases, share information, no chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. Now, grab your crime scene kit, a notebook, and your favorite hat. This is Best True Crime Podcast. The date is the 1980s. The place is sunny Florida. Your assignment is to catch the elusive bandit queen who became a millionaire by burglarizing the rich. This is the bandit queen from mudhole to millionaire. We observe the well-dressed woman parking her expensive vehicle in front of the Boca del Mar mansion and stride up to the front door with purpose. Anyone who glanced at her from the manicured lawns of one of Florida's most expensive gated communities would believe her to be a high-profile real estate agent, or maybe she's a stockbroker. They won't give her a second glance, but they should, because in less than two minutes, the woman will be driving away, and we'll see her waving at the security officer at the front gate. But her car will be packed with every expensive item that homeowner possessed. The woman's name is Judy Amar, and she is not a well-heeled society member. She is a professional burglar, responsible for at least 500 home burglaries in one county for five years. It earned her the moniker, the Bandit Queen. Let's talk about where she came from to understand where she landed. Born in the mid-1940s, Judy Amar grew up on a place called Mud Hole, a sharecropper's farm in Vilonia, Arkansas. The population was 250 souls. As soon as she could drag a bag, she was picking cotton at three cents a pound. It was drudgery, a never-ending cycle of struggle to pay bills, to eat, to live. By 13, she was the pretty girl wearing a 36C bra, and boys were tagging behind her. Judy became an unwed teen mom and lived by an ongoing mantra of, you're ugly, spoiled, and no one would want you, regardless of her adult-sized body. $29 a month was not going to buy the beautiful things that she craved. Now she was poor and damaged goods. She dumped her son on her parents, which she would later say was the smartest thing she ever did. Then she looked at Mudhole in the rearview mirror, watched it disappear, and fled. She was looking for true love at the age of 17. Judy landed in Washington, D.C. and for six months worked as a key punch operator at the Securities and Exchange Commission. I always managed to run into bosses who wanted my body, she would later say. She was there until, to pay for an abortion, she found work at a massage parlor, which would be her calling for the next 10 years. She married twice, but not for long, and it was not for love. Now it was off to Miami, Florida, 
where the 1980s advertised endless sunshine and good times. But the only work she could find was prostitution. That led to addiction. From a frying pan into a hot, humid, sandy fire. It seemed destitute followed her. In 1981, she exchanged glances with Jesus Avila at a Miami restaurant. She would later say he had a nice smile. No matter, he was wanted for murder. He had come to America via the Cuban boat lift. Inner trouble and a crime career. Judy hooked up with this career burglar, but she said of his choice of work, he wasn't very good at it. He got me in over my head, and there's nothing I can do about it now. And that was the worst thing that happened to me. Judy drove a fancy Lincoln Continental, courtesy of one of her ex-husbands. Avila smelled an opportunity. He made her the driver, cruising the uber-rich Florida neighborhoods as he and his pals scouted houses to burglarize. I was the lookout. I was paying for the gas, Judy said. And then Avila's buddy left one burglary with only a $25 radio for his girlfriend. This irked Judy Amar. How stupid! she wondered, could they be? They cruised these exclusive gated communities of Florida's Boca Raton, Boca del Mar, Judy behind the wheel, because no one would suspect a woman. He would scope out a house, and while Judy waited, he would break in. They were caught and arrested. There went Avila's burglary career. Judy's mugshot shows a girl with a short bob of brown hair, pulled back with a hairband, somewhat rectangular face and sharp nose. She stares upward and over the camera. Charges were eventually dropped for insufficient evidence. But after this debacle, all men, Judy decided, were stupid about burglary. She was going to prove it. And that's when she went solo. First, Judy Amar studied the Sunday real estate section, Parade of Homes, of the newspaper, where she learned about floor plans, specs, and burglar alarms of certain houses. Then she purchased a variety of wigs, long, straight ones, short ones, blondes, and afro, Judy would later say in a later interview. She purchased different types of makeup, knowing that eyeshadow could change eye color and skin tones could alter your look. She splurged on an expensive business suit. Next, she would rent a nice car, paying in cash. This was the 1980s, before all of the security stipulations, and she could exchange cars every week or every few days. Next, she would change their license plates. Now the bandit queen went to work to earn that title. Judy had her own set of rules. The bandit queen would burglarize homes only Monday through Friday between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Judy would locate the security or police officer guarding the area. She would discreetly follow the car until the officer went on break. Then she drove into the high-dollar gated communities, nodding or waving at security officers, like I belong there, she explained, driving purposely to a home with a recessed door. The doorway area was most important, given her M.O. If anyone was looking, they observed a well-dressed woman park at the mansion stride up to the front door with purpose. If a knock or doorbell brought someone to the door, she would apologize. I have the wrong house. Should she knock and no one answer, after moments of silence, 
Judy produced a 12-inch screwdriver, popped the lock, and just walked in. Thus that need of a recessed door. Alarms were no deterrent. Cops know 90% of home alarms are false. It takes the cops an average of 10 minutes to arrive in response to a house alarm. Plenty of time to go to the master bedroom while pulling on gloves, grab a suitcase, and rifle through jewelry. By now, Judy knew expensive jewelry from fake. She then went to the closets for quality clothing, furs, name brand suits, and the bandit queen knew her Rembrandts from copies, a true Monet from a local artist. If the car could hold it, she would make several trips in and out of the house. Sometimes Judy found family secrets hidden away, naughty photos, <gasps> newspaper clippings of clandestine charges, drugs, hidden papers. As a joke, she would display them on the bed for law enforcement or the unsuspecting family to find. Sometimes she left the homeowner a thank you note. In 90 seconds, she was out the door. It was, she admits, an exciting feeling. She sold the goods or traded them for cocaine. Judy Amar would hit 10 to 12 houses in a week, eventually amassing over $6 million in art, jewelry, and clothing. In one haul, she remembers stealing $250,000 worth of goods. After committing the biggest home burglary spree in the United States, she was busted on June 25, 1987, following a tip from a dope fiend to the cops. Judy was at a motel in the Dade County town of Surfside, near Miami Beach, when cops came busting in. Guns lowered, shouting orders. Judy's hotel room looked like a storage shed, said one investigator, floor to ceiling with $45,000 worth of goods. Cops would eventually recover $100,000 in items. She would admit to stealing at least $5 million in goods by committing over 500 burglaries in a crime spree lasting almost six years. She received a 10-year sentence with a mandatory three years minimum. Part of the deal was Judy agreeing to make an educational film for law enforcement on professional burglary. During her stint in prison, she also discussed an interview and photo shoot with Playboy magazine, but it was denied. Judy never apologized to anyone. Instead, she blamed the homeowners for falsifying insurance claims. I stole illegally, they stole illegally, the bandit queen said of her victims. What's the difference? And that is the story of Judy Amar, the bandit queen who went from the little town of Mudhole to being a millionaire. And you have caught the bandit queen. Hey listeners, my name is Judith Yates, true crime author and criminologist, and I have taught common sense self-defense for over 25 years. I have finally put all of these classes together in a book that's called How to Recognize the Devil, because I believe devils walk among us every day. And we can recognize these devils and escape crime if we know how. We can teach it to our children, to our elderly, and special interest groups. The book is available at www.besttruecrime.com or you can pick it up at amazon.com 
or wherever good true crime books are sold. Now, I don't make any money off of this book because I believe it's more important for you to learn how to use these skills. All the proceeds from this book goes to a nonprofit organization. Pick up a copy of How to Recognize the Devil. It does include worksheets for you to better use the skills taught in this book. And please be safe out there. Thank you for joining me on this investigation, exploring true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. This is Best True Crime Podcast. No chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. I do hope you will subscribe. This podcast runs off donations only. You can drop us a donation, $35 or more, and I'll send you a signed book. Just go to www.besttruecrime.com. My name is Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Thank you for joining me on Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Be safe out there.